The Colts QB1 is now locked in today on Locked On. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Uh, kind of switching to a live format today, so maybe not. Uh, but anyways, this is Locked On Colts, your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is presented by LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from horseshoehuddle.com. Coming to you live again for the first time in a bit. Uh, that'll kind of be our format for a, a good chunk of training camp coming up here. Uh, but yeah, you know us from horseshoehuddle.com. Again, I'm the kind of boots on the ground daily. Uh, credentialed media member and Zach is just the the nicest, sweetest film guy in the whole game today. So you're just uh, been trying to make up since the grimy comment a couple. Uh, I'm couple trying days to. Ago. Well, I'm building you up because I'm going to come back with something devastating in the coming days. <laughs> I just got to figure what it's going to be. <laughs> something that you think is is nice, but it ends up being an insult again. Okay, I'm ready. Exactly. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, on today's eve, eve of training camp, uh, it was actually kind of a busy day for Colts-related stuff that had nothing to do with training camp, really. Uh, but the team will report on Tuesday to camp. First practice will be Wednesday. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna kind of touch on some of the big items that we're focusing on throughout camp. You know, things coming up in the next day or so. Uh, but also talk about some of these non-camp-related news items. Uh, so. Yesterday, um, or yes, yeah, Al-Qadeen Muhammad was announced. It was announced that Al-Qadeen Muhammad was coming back to the Colts. Uh, that is the defensive end who is here from 2018 to 2021. Uh, Matt Eberflus is basically Matt a staple. They were here married together the whole time. Um, Muhammad went and joined Eberflus when Eberflus became the head coach of the Bears. Uh, he hit free agency again, and now. Months into the game of, of the new free agency, he has found his way back to the Colts. Uh, Zach, you kind of had a, a fun little tweet reaction to that. I, I found it in a uh, a piece today that was Colts fans <laughs> react to uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad signing. Really? You made the list. You did. Who? Wait, wait. It was Who? Kevin. It was Kevin. Oh, was Kevin. Okay, yeah. it was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yep. see that. That's hilarious. I got to look that up. But uh, yep, You made the list. Yeah. You know, Al-Qadim Muhammad, man. Uh, super happy to have him back. I, I'm just completely off topic here, but what's the record for defensive end snaps in one season? I'm just curious. Like this has nothing to do with the for defensive end. You'd <laughs> say a thousand, so he's gonna triple it. Probably, yeah, yeah, triple like three thousand snaps. He's gonna get 150 percent of the defensive <laughs> snaps this year is what he's gonna get. But in all honesty, look, Alkadim Muhammad, very very solid rotational player to have. Good run defender. Obviously not a guy that you really want out there on pass rushing downs, but he's not like he's not not capable of rushing the pass rush, of rushing, rushing the passer. Like he can do it. It's just 
You know, you don't want him to be the guy who's rushing the passer 500 times in a season. Uh, you don't really want anybody doing that, obviously. But yeah. but Alkidi Muhammad, you certainly don't want to be the guy doing that. So as long as he settles into being that, like, you know, healthy scratch defensive end every single week or a five snap a week type of player, it's perfectly fine to have that. Like that that's per- like what what was Khalid Kareem last year late in the season? Yeah. Like if he's just that. That's perfectly fine. Or Isaac Rochelle a couple years ago. Like if he just settles into what that role is, this is a good signing. But if he if if the ever if the Eberflus thing happens with him again, <laughs> like I can't imagine it does. Like there's there's almost no way it happens mm-hmm. again with all I mean, Abukum is much better. Obviously, they just signed to a big deal. Quiddy and Dio have both been showing a lot in recent uh, you know, late last season and in recent memory. Uh, and then you have some other players. Jannard Avery is pretty interesting. Titus Leo is interesting. Like, there's really no reason for him <laughs> to get those snaps. But, you know, when it comes to the Colts and Al-Kadim Muhammad, you, you can never really count it out. So as long as he's settling into that, like, five-snap-a-week role, I'm pretty happy with the signing. But outside of that, um, you know, camp body, hopefully we'll see what happens with it. <laughs> yeah, for me – Honestly, like, I think it's a decent move. Like, it's a a decent signing in context. Like, (laughs) if if he's your Khalid Kareem or Isaac Rochelle, perfect. Awesome. Because Mm -hmm. he's better than those guys, honestly. Um, I mean, that's what the Colts were trying to to fill that with. He's a guy that can get you five or six sacks. Like, he's a decent edge setter. Like, he's a pretty decent player. You just don't want him playing over Dio Adangbo and other young guys that you're trying to get developmental snaps, you know? Uh, that was always the problem. You know, he was he was never someone you don't want on your team. You just don't want him taking the lion's share of these snaps. Right. And so it's a different defensive coordinator now, but same general manager. Uh, Chris Ballard, I don't think, is a guy that pushes his players on the coaching staff necessarily. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be all up to Gus Bradley and Nate Ollie how much Muhammad really plays. Um, so that's... To me, I'm going to trust that they're turning over a new leaf when it comes to his playing time. But again, in terms of being a backup defensive end, I'm super cool with it. Like, he's not a bad guy in that role. Um, So, again, Dio Dangbo cannot be hurt again. That's what we're trying to protect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, an unfortunate piece of news that kind of started the day on Monday, um, Naheem Hines, uh, former Colt. You know, obviously this doesn't affect the Colts this year, but it's still newsworthy nonetheless. Uh, he's going to miss this season. He was in kind of a freak jet ski accident uh, where another jet ski driver collided into him while he was stationary. Uh, he reportedly tore his ACL and he'll miss the whole season. Um, it sounded pretty scary how it was initially reported um, serious, but non life threatening injuries, which, you know, yeah. very, very grateful for that. We love Naheem here. So we hate for anything bad to happen to him, but, you know, just that that's great to hear that it, under those circumstances, you know, the only thing in jeopardy was his football career for this season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have too much to say on this, but just happy that it's not life threatening. You know, hopefully he can get back out there later in the future. But at the end of the day, you know, he survived it. Uh, jet ski injuries and jet ski accidents are insane. Uh, and people do not know how to drive those things when they get out there. And that's how you get accidents like this. So I'm just happy it's not life threatening. And and he's able to walk away from it. Maybe not walk right now, but you know he's able to get away from yeah. from uh, that injury with relatively, you know, again, not life threatening injuries with it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so to bury the lead in segment one, uh, <laughs> the Colts now actually have all of their rookies under contract. Um, it was funny because we were, we were in our Slack chat for Horseshoe Huddle, getting everyone ready for Blake Freeland and Juju Brents to sign their contract. And then, oh, here comes Anthony Richardson 10 minutes later. So uh, out of a robust 12-man rookie class, the Colts now have all 12 members under contract. Uh, I wasn't really fearful that things with Richardson were going to linger much longer. Like, I know he's been, this entire time, he's been really eager to get started, hasn't wanted to leave Indy. Uh, the Colts obviously want to get him under contract. And the rookie structure obviously makes it significantly easier to get that done. There's just offset language and things that kind of always have to be tied up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone under contract coming into camp. Yeah, there was just no rush. I mean, obviously, the deadline coming up for Richardson's contract was tomorrow. So you definitely won yeah. to get that one done by tomorrow, but they were waiting to see what Bryce Young's came in at. They're waiting to see what CJ Stroud's came in at, and they were going to base kind of their conversations and their negotiations off of those two contracts. So once we saw Bryce Young and CJ Stroud's knocked out the other day, or CJ Stroud's actually knocked out early, earlier today, I believe. Yeah. Um, once those got knocked out, you know, Richardson's was bound to happen within, you know, the next day or so. So no worries there. I know they kind of took it down to the wire, but uh, as a lot of people say, deadline's for action, and and deadline was tomorrow, and they were able to knock it out. Yeah, I think the only holdup was like all of the signing bonus guaranteed up front at once. Like that, that was pretty much the only thing. Yeah. So I think Stroud's was the same way. So those three quarterbacks in sequence, you were just kind of waiting to see how how each of them were going. So next up, we're gonna again talk more about training camp, kind of get into the nitty gritty. Uh, what are some of the more important dates to keep an eye on and some of the significant happenings coming up. Um, some of the people we're going to be talking to upcoming soon and just kind of, kind of diving into the whole thing here. But first a word from our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Of course, you want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to post your opening on LinkedIn Jobs. Just put the type of candidate that you're looking for, what criteria you'd like them to meet, and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. NFL teams, uh, they can often be reliant on that one big offseason move that they made to get their season started strong. And really, the workplace is no different, especially if you're in the position to hire people. Uh, so go find your game changer now. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And all you beautiful everydayers, all you everydayers in the comment section right now, we're going to be trying to go live for most of August and actually the end of this July as well. Uh, we're going to go live around 430, 435, you know, this kind of time frame every single day, Monday through Friday throughout all of training camp. Even if we're not going like fully live some days, we'll pre-record some stuff and throw it out there at like 4.30-ish. That way you guys are going to get consistent content from us throughout the whole month of August and all of training camp 
at this exact time. So 4.30, 4.35, 4.40, tune into that time every single day on Locked On Colts for all your daily content. All right, Jake, so we're getting into some important dates, important uh, just newsworthy things for training camp, just because this is, like you said, training camp Eve Eve or Eve Eve-ish, <laughs> whatever, however you want to say it there mm-hmm. uh, with that. Um, you know, training camp is coming up. It's the biggest event of the summer when it comes to your football fandom here. So what, what important dates do we have to watch? I know the Colts have, they have two joint practices uh, this offseason, which is pretty insane. Well, they have two that are open to Colts fans. They're actually, you've got three. Three um, So, yeah. So, you know, they report on Tuesday. Uh, players and everyone report on Tuesday. Their first practice will begin Wednesday. But you fast forward a couple weeks, you've got joint practices with the Chicago Bears on the 16th and 17th. And then that actually concludes the portion of training camp in Westfield. Uh, uh, and, you know, for the Colts. Everything else after that, uh, they go and visit the Eagles out in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area, uh, on August 22nd ahead of their preseason game. So um, it's kind of cool this year. Uh, Training camp, again, for Colts fans, ends with two night practices, joint practices with the Bears. Uh, So that's pretty cool. They also have night practices um, this upcoming Saturday, the 29th, and then Saturday, August 5th as well. Uh, So those night practices are always really popular, always get sold out. Uh, So they've got several of them this year. And for two of them to be against the Bears, it's pretty cool. Yeah. um, So when you say night practices, Jake, are you talking night practices for old people like us? Like, is this like 6 p.m.? Or is this like, (laughs) like, like, what is it, like a later Uh, practice? Yeah, I I think the, yeah, I think they normally go 6 to 8. If I, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but I think it's about 6 to eight six seven thirty so forth okay yeah those are those are night practice for old people yeah. like but us. those are in the morning this year yeah 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 sorry exactly I, otherwise it's like 9 a.m 10 a.m lots of those yeah yeah you're cutting out a little bit on mine or i'm cutting go out ahead yeah you've, i don't know you yeah you flickered i also have I'm storms flickering. coming through here so you flickered to me but also i have storms coming through my area so I don't know if you're in central Indiana right now, you know exactly that there's storms coming through. <laughs> all right. All right. This is what happens when you go live guys, you guys put in the comment section, if it's Jake messing exactly. up or it's me messing up, but that that's what you got to do. Thumbs Make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's you. I think it's you. I have all the technology on my side here, but I'm just going to oh, start sure. talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, with, with training camp coming, what's really cool. They're going to get uh two joint practices this year. Obviously, for Colts fans, uh, you only get to see the Chicago Bears ones, but two of them out there in Indiana. That's awesome. And then uh, we have Nathan here in our comment section talking about um, being a Hoosier in Delaware. So greatly appreciates our con- our coverage. And he's going to be able to watch them in Philly, uh, but no tickets being sold for that preseason practice, unfortunately. Well, Nathan, we appreciate it. But yeah, you know, the Colts are going to be out there in Philly for those couple days with some joint practices. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a good experience for the Colts. You know, typically you only get the the one joint practice session uh, per off season, and that joint practice session is usually the most physical. It's the most competitive. Yeah. It's where really where you really learn a lot about the players. Uh, I know a couple of years ago, um, when I was out of training camp a couple of years ago against uh, against the uh, Cleveland Browns, there was a fight every single day. And that Cleveland oh, Browns one, they couldn't even they couldn't even finish that second joint practice with the Browns because like they were fighting during punt 
probably punt drills and everything. That was yeah. ugly. <laughs> yeah. So now the Colts get two sets of those this year. And that's where you really, again, you get to see the true winners and losers of each day and see which players are able to compete against another team's players out there. So uh, those are going to be big for the Colts there. But uh, yeah, I know training camp coming up. I know, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fan events here in Indy. Unlike, you know, what Nathan's saying here, where I guess the Eagles are not selling tickets for that preseason practice. Ooh. The Colts do a really good job of giving tickets out for people. I think, do tickets cost anything, Jake? I think they're free, aren't no, they? No, they're they're free, but you do have to have a ticket for admission. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, if you're planning on coming out soon, guys, it's clear bag policy, just like at the stadium. Tickets just go to Colts.com, but they are free. So it, they make it pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool, too, because the, like, I again, I've, I've gone out there a couple of times. I've, I've been credentialed on the sideline and I think I went to one practice out in the stands. And what's really cool, if you're a fan going to these events and going to these preseason or these uh, training camp practices is you really get the same access that the media does for yeah. the most part. <laughs> like the media will go and they'll go talk to the coaches and stuff. But you guys get to see the same thing that media is. You're not just relying on what we're saying at practice. So if you guys are out there at practice and you're seeing something going on on the field and we say something different on here, you can be like, oh, cool. I saw, you know, I saw what was going on. So it's really not like this exclusive event. You know, it's something no. for all the fans to get excited about. You get to go see the new Colts players, Anthony Richardson out there, Juju Brents, Josh Downs, all those younger, all those younger guys. You get to see Samson Abukum, new kicker, Matt Gay. You get to see him out there. That's going to be exciting. That's his so. Zach's bomb for I'm going to go introduce myself to Matt Gay when I get out there this year. So (laughs) yeah, training camp coming up is always a blast though. And uh, for all you Colts, all you diehard Colts fans, which I'm assuming all of you guys watching this right now, all 50 of you that we have here on YouTube. I mean, you're watching Colts content in July at 4:30 or 4 (laughs) 50 or whatever it is. You're watching Jake bounce around on the screen here with his lightning storm happening. Like you are clearly diehard Colts fans. So get out there to training camp if you can. Nathan, I'm kind of in the same boat with you unless I get out there to Indiana as well. So I understand your pain. Uh, but yeah, get out there to the training camp. Go go see some players. You know, some players come over and they sign some stuff after practice too. Like mm-hmm. it's a really, really cool fan-centered event. Jake can obviously attest to that more than I can because I've only been out there a couple of times. But uh, the Colts do it better than most teams. You know, I've been to a couple of training camps at different teams. Colts do it better than most. They really let their their fans see everything and get really excited throughout all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Zach Film Dungeon. Oh, oh we, we highlighted it at the same time. Yes. No, this is my film dungeon right here. I stay in this film dungeon. Forever. On the other side, it's record dungeon, though. <laughs> yes, that's true. When we we'll do a live stream sometime this offseason and kind of show everything going on there, but mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, to just bring it back to training camp, make sure you guys are getting out there. It's going to be a blast, uh, for all involved. And if you guys miss it, then, you know, 430, 435-ish every single day throughout training camp, you guys can come here and, and, uh, listen to what we have to say about it or listen to what Jake really has to say about it while I just kind of chime in with some, some craziness. Yep. Yep. That is right. I mean, shoot, that that's about all there is to know. I mean, we're obviously going to have coverage every day. Also, horseshoehuddle.com will have camp notes there as well. So shoot, Zach, what do you say we uh, move along and talk about some roster battles here in a minute? All right, everybody. So some of the biggest parts of, of training camp, really, and especially this year, because everything is so new. There's a lot of the same faces, but, you know, it's under a different coaching staff. 
everyone's trying to prove themselves. And so there is some genuine roster battles that we're going to see coming up here. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of start from, you know, near the top of the depth chart here. One of the more entertaining ones that we want to look at is at tight end. So Mo Alley Cox is the incumbent starter at tight end, obviously has been for a year or so now since Jack Doyle retired. Uh, but last season was underwhelming as, as that lead guy, uh, whether you want to look at it as, from a blocking perspective or as a pass catcher. Um, meanwhile, you have Jelani Woods coming in as a rookie last year, looking awesome in limited action. And so you've got to kind of think, is this the passing of the guard now? Is Jelani Woods going to take the take the mantle? Uh, then you, you've you got other guys mixed in there for various roles, like the blocking uh, tight end as well. Farrell Brown, Will Mallory, Drew Ogletree, Caden Smith. There's a we, we talked about this at length in our tight end uh, preview episode. But this is a really fascinating group, Zach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, when when it comes down to, you know, the roster battles that you're looking at in camp, the the battles that it's like make or break for pretty much everyone involved. You know, tight end, I think, is one of the most interesting because if you look at Shane Steichen offenses the last three years, you know, the three three years that he's been the play caller for for teams, at least maybe not obviously not deciding every single player at those positions, but been the play caller. So he has some control over the roster. Um if you look at the tight end position, he's typically kept between three and four after training camp. Last year was only three with the Eagles, but they had, I think they had like eight guys up throughout the whole year. So it was a lot of rotating door mm-hmm. uh, behind the top three guys. Uh, but it's typically been that three to four. And if you actually look at it, it's mostly the pass catchers they keep. You know, it's usually one big time blocking tight end and then a lot of pass catching tight ends. So for me, I would put Jelani Woods and Kylan Granson is pretty safe. I think those yeah. are your two locks. Uh, Jelani Woods will be your starter. Kylan Granson will be your Grant Calcaterra um, and, and that type of player for the offense. But outside of that, I mean, if they want to go with another pass catcher, they have Will Mallory, who they could go with, or Drew Ogletree if he continues what he did last year. And um, then when it comes down to that one blocking tight end, you're going to have a bloodbath battle between Caden Smith, Farrell Brown, and Moali Cox. You know, those are all three capable players that have played a while in this NFL and have been good blocking tight ends uh, at some point in their careers. Uh, And all three of them are going to have a good chance to make this team, but it really comes down to what they do in camp, what they do in those joint practices, what they do in the preseason. So I think this is the most wide open depth chart in terms of like every single player at this position group has a chance to make the roster. You know, this is the only one on the roster, I think, where you can really say this. So that's why I think tight end is one of the most interesting roster battles throughout training camp this year. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how much of a leg up Mo Alley Cox is given because honestly, as we just said, you know, this should be a wide open group, but yeah, we'll see. Uh next up, we're gonna look at defensive end depth. And again, this is a really interesting group as well, because you've got guys that can play inside and out. Um, obviously, you know, Quiddy Pay, Samson Abukum. Um, you've got to throw in some guys now, uh, Dio Dango, Taekwon Lewis, uh, Al-Kadeen Muhammad. Khalid Kareem, but then you've got your uh, Adebore or Adetome Adebore. I think that was it. Yep. I think you got um, it. I think you got it. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you've just got some guys that could play inside now. He kind of fits along with Taekwon and, and Dio uh, in that manner. So, shoot, it's it's a it's a lot of guys. You got your young guys like Titus Leo that you could see do something. Jannard uh, Avery is a veteran, but he has kind of settled in as a pass rusher in the NFL because coming into the league – they didn't really know what to do with him. It was kind of that um, Obanya Okoronkwo type of situation, yeah. linebacker, defensive end, whatever. 
So he's still kind of developing as a pass rusher as well. So this is going to be a fun group, I think. Yeah, yeah, they they it kind of breaks into three type of molds. You got the the guys who can play defensive end and can play defensive tackle, like Adi Adi, Taekwon Lewis, Dio Dangbo. They're going to p- kind of moonlight as both those positions and, and kind of fills a bunch of weird roles that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if all three of those guys make it, then uh, that really limits the numbers that you keep on the defensive uh, tackle and defensive yeah. end groups. Uh, but then you got Jannard Avery, he's a, he's a pure speed rusher. You got Khalid Kareem and AQM, which are guys who are more of the run stuffers. Then you got Titus Leo, who's kind of a wild card. You don't know if he's going to be ready to play day one. You don't know if they're going to want to stand him up at linebacker a little bit. I know there was some talk about that too. Like, it'll be interesting. I think defensive end depth behind those top three guys of Dio, Quiddy, and Samson Abukum uh, is going to be really interesting. And, you know, for the first time, and and I say this as someone who liked Ben Banigou a lot and and really wanted that to work out they don't feel hamstrung that with the need to keep a young player behind them it really truly is you know you have those top three guys and then all the rest behind it is just whoever performs best in camp so defensive end depth is going to be a big one to watch in training camp because you want to have that rotation you want to have a bunch of good guys good players coming in uh and just seeing who wins out with this this really interesting group is going to be fun to watch and we're going to see those guys a lot because especially yeah. the first couple of weeks of training camp behind the starters, there is no definition to the lineup, especially with Gus Bradley. He turns out those twos and threes, even, you know, the bottom of the roster guys will get some reps with who you would think is the two. So that you're going to have to write something new every single rep for those groups. Uh, continue on the defensive side of the ball, looking at cornerback. Um, so Kenny, is pretty much the only implant you know what is happening at cornerback. Uh, otherwise, you got Juju Brents, who, again, signed his contract today. Uh, you would hope he takes over that other top outside spot. But who's going to have the other outside spot while Kenny's a nickel? Is going to be Darius Rush, Dallas Flowers. Uh, you've you've got some veterans who, you know, Kevin Tolliver and, and Tony Brown have experience, and, and people may not think about them very much, but – uh, Jalen Jones did some really nice things during spring ball as well. So again, a group that you just don't, you know what Kenny Moore is and you don't know anything else practically. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun one because like tight end, you know, you have all these guys competing for those bottom roster spots, but you also had them competing to start. <laughs> like there's no, there, there's what one starter spot locked up in that slot corner on the outside, mm. obviously Juju Brents and Darius rush have that inside edge. But Dallas Flowers has experience. Tony Brown has experience. Kevin Oliver's been in the NFL for a bit. Jalen Jones has a ton of experience at the college level, despite mm-hmm. also being only like 21 years old. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really fun group to see. And, and hopefully it's fun on the on the positive side, not fun on the, uh, oh, my gosh, we're going to be terrible. Because <laughs> this, this could blow up in the Colts' face going so young at corner. Yeah. But uh, you want to see all these guys get reps. And if the reps don't look good, then you can go out and get a veteran. Uh, that can come in and play. But I'm excited for these guys. I've heard some really, really great things about Darius Rush and Jalen Jones so far this offseason. Uh, and I think both those guys are going to be uh, much further ahead than what their draft slots say. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see all these guys. And, and what Han is asking here is, is Juju expect to participate in camp? I do think he's going to do a little bit. I think they're going to kind of slow play it a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Juju Brents is going to participate at some point in camp for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts out on the active non-football injury list because, again, since he's a rookie and it, he came in a league with the injury, it won't be pup, but it's pretty much the same rules. 
Um, since he didn't do anything with the team in, in the spring, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts it, but they literally could take him off the list the next day. Like, yeah, coming on, on the pup list or NFI does not really mean anything. It just means today you're not practicing, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking beyond that, this, uh, this last group, offensive line depth. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to change the way I watch these guys this year. Because you can't get a lot from trench warfare, really, um, in training camp because it's not full go. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's basically a dress rehearsal for the play, essentially. But last year, we could see that this group really stunk. And the, the year before it, too, <laughs> you could see that they were bad. But we you were like, see these guys really stunk. Yeah, but it, but you're like, I mean, we're not in the games yet. I'm sure it'll probably be better. Like, they're getting killed by DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, which is understandable. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to take that with such a big grain of salt this, this summer. If it looks bad, we know they didn't do a ton of the offensive line this offseason. We've talked about it. Like, if it looks bad, I'm going to assume it's going to be bad. You know, they've got to they've got to earn it. Sorry. <laughs> they sorry really to, stunk. They did. <laughs> When the when the lions came into town, that was an issue. <laughs> That's so funny. I got oh, it on that one. That was they really stunk. Like that that got me there for sure. It was um, it was rough. You really went off the script there. I put down O line depth, Jake. You were like, no, I'm gonna yell about the starters for a second, but everyone. <laughs> but what I want to say about uh, the O line depth, then, because J- I mean, I love what Jake was saying there. Well, because we we know who the five starters will be. We know we know who the starters will be. Yeah, I, I feel safe saying we have the, the five starters who are the same five starters that ended last season are going to make the roster. And then I would say Blake Freeland's probably going to make it as well. So you got like mm. six guys that are locked in. Uh, the Colts typically keep eight to nine. You know, typically mm. it's nine. Uh, honestly, they'd probably go 10 before they go eight. Uh, so behind that, you got Dakota Shepley at, at center. You got Wesley French at center. Amila Keor Jr. at guard. Danny Pinter at center. Carter O'Donnell, Jake Witt, who I've heard really, really good things about Jake Witt. So I keep an eye on him definitely in camp. But it's a lot of young guys that you just want to see what they can do. And it's kind of like corner where it's like if all these young guys do not have a good camp or do what Jake said there, they stink. (laughs) They just stink. Uh, Then you have to go out there and consider a veteran. But that's going to be something really interesting to watch with all those guys, especially a lot of centers too, Shepley, French, and, and Danny Pinter. Like, do one of those guys move over to right guard? Do one of them, you know, bounce over to tackle or something? I don't know. Like, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with with all those there. But I think that's all we have for today, guys. All you beautiful everydayers. Again, we're going to be going live around this time every single day. We're going to try to keep it consistent around 430. But with work commitments, you know, it might be like 435, 440. We'll let you guys know early in the day when we schedule the the podcast each day. Uh, and also, I'm going to be out there for training camp a little bit. Uh, August 6th through 11th or 12th, uh, I will be out there for Colts training camp, making the long trek from Virginia to watch our Colts there in training camp. So if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks, too, all on X. <laughs> all on no, X. No, no, no. <laughs> Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts on YouTube or we listen to your podcast. We love you guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll see you guys in the afternoon tomorrow.